Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope everyone is having an absolutely fantastic, blessed day today, as always. And I've got to thank you guys for a lot of the positive order comments. A lot of you know on the comments section, on the orders, you guys put in a lot of stuff all the time, a lot of positive stuff. And I appreciate that. We see it whenever we print the the orders off, and I go through a lot of them, and that's always nice. It's encouraging, and it's cool to see a lot of that stuff when we're packing the orders and just you guys bringing up certain topics or certain things, how the products are working for you. So I appreciate those. Yes, I see almost all of them, so thank you for those as well, and thank you for your support of healthmasters.com. And be sure to take advantage of the product of the week, the one and only Ultimate Multiple Capsules on sale right now for over 10% off on the website at healthmasters.com. Be sure to check those out, especially if you're just chilling over the weekend and want to look at some stuff on the website. Very, very top-notch products that we sell and we have as the highest quality supplements in the world. So again, thank you for supporting Health Masters and allowing us to do this show for you every single day live commercial free <laughs> thank you so much for that and one of the first things i saw this morning it was interesting i was talking to a buddy of mine last night about his massive distrust in a lot of the banks right now and uh you know it being kind of troublesome you know really having confidence in anywhere you're putting a lot of your money as far as in savings or cds or money markets and me and him both went back and forth on these topics and what's interesting enough now, you know, Apple, I had talked about this on the show about a month ago, Apple had partnered with Goldman Sachs to bring out this savings account, just regular savings account at a 4.15% interest rate, which was very uh, competitive compared to a lot of other banks and essentially had no minimum balance. It was all awesome. You could just basically go on your Apple phone. And I'm saying awesome being sarcastically. And uh, you just basically do Apple Pay set up, a full Apple account on your phone. And, uh, well, it's not all butterfly and rainbows, apparently. Now, numerous customers have been flooding social media discussing the fact that they can't even access their savings accounts just after a month after it launched. It says reports suggest it attracted over a billion dollars in deposits in four days after Google, or after um, Apple partnered with Goldman Sachs. But now savers are reportedly having trouble accessing their fund and even transferring cash between accounts. Nathan Thacker told the Wall Street Journal, who actually got involved in this now, he was trying to just transfer $1,700 from his Apple account to his J.P. Morgan Chase since May 15th. They went on to say each time he tried to transfer the account, they'd say, oh, it's going to take a few days, never transfer, couldn't get it out. And uh, numerous people now have been saying they're having the exact same setup. Somebody on Twitter said they're not seeing their money for up to three to four weeks after they basically try to transfer money, it just goes up to thin air. And uh, this, again, is not an accident, in my opinion. Of course, Apple's come out now and said, oh, this has only affected a very small amount of people. It'll be resolved soon. However, Twitter says otherwise, and numerous, numerous, numerous other social media platforms say otherwise. And I've told you guys this before. The banking sector has become so unbelievably corrupt now, and the level of liquidity has contracted so much, and these banks now are clamoring to get any type of cash they can, and if they can float cash for even an extra couple days, they will use the excuses, oh, it's pending or it has to be cleared. Guys, we're in 2023. 
It doesn't take two weeks for a cash transfer to clear. It doesn't take two weeks for a wire transfer to clear. It doesn't take two weeks for anything to transfer at any point in time now in the banking sector. And what they're continually doing is they're trying to get people conditioned to this type of banking response now to where people think this is normal when in reality it's not. So people will be more apt to accept the CBDC with the central bank digital currency that they want to start rolling out now this month as testing. And what they want to do is they want to say, oh, it's going to be immediate transfer, no delays, no issues. You can get your digital currency direct from the Federal Reserve. This is working its way into the system in order to get rid of cash. And a friend of mine asked me last night, he goes, well, you think this digital currency is going to be you know, the mark of the beast? And I said, not necessarily out of gate. I said, you have to understand that the United States dollars, the world reserve currency, is flooded in every single country on the entire globe. That amount of cash and that ability to use that cash isn't just going to stop overnight. It's going to be slowly rolled out into a digital currency, and they're going to continue to bring this cash in and basically try to bring it into the banks and then – roll out more digital currency as they decrease the amount of cash and the money supply. This isn't going to go overnight. This is going to take a little bit of time, but it is the overall goal. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to get people used to the idea of 100% digital banking and no cash. That's why I've gone to places now and you go to buy something and say, oh, we don't take cash. We do card only. And I'm like, you don't take cash. This is America. No, we only do card. We don't do cash. And a lot of, empl- a lot of employers and uh, Companies now have started to do this in the food sector due to uh, skimming and cash flow aspects as far as people pulling money out of registers and everything else, and it's easier to monitor. And I do get that from a business standpoint. It's much easier to monitor the cash, but then again, it's much easier to monitor the cash from the entire government sector. Look at what they're doing right now. We just talked about it yesterday with this insane debt ceiling deal, increasing $4 trillion in spending while they're allegedly talking about cutting you know, $150 billion a year. While they go give another $100 plus billion to Ukraine, while IRS is getting, what, $80 billion budget increase so they can increase their 80,000 IRS agents to go audit people that use more than $600 on Venmo. This is what they're continually doing in every single government without fail throughout history. When the governments become insolvent, they start doing more and more money manipulation and more and more theft and taxation. This was rampant in France after the Revolutionary War because France was trying to cash flow and cover their costs because they literally almost went bankrupt supporting the United States during the Revolutionary War. So what they did was they – Increased taxes, increased taxes, increased taxes to the point where nobody could even function or live. The taxes got so high. That's what their overall goal is right now. That's what they're setting this up for, for a digital currency. So, and all that being said, keep cash alive, my friends. It's something that's always been stood the test of time, even though as far as its value has gone down, but actually being able to use person-to-person transactions, and I guess that's what I'm trying to refer to as cash, whether that be gold or silver or platinum or bartering or whatever aspect of it is, that is an entirely mandatory principle to have freedom is being able to buy or sell between one another, and nobody needs to know anything about what you're buying. doesn't matter what it is. Nobody has a right to monitor and track what you buy between two private parties, period. That concept is eluding a lot of people. So keep cash alive, my friends. Understand what they're doing in the banking sector and be careful and use wisdom as far as what you're doing as far as any type of investments right now. What do you think, Deb? 
uh, you know, cash is always king, Austin, period. I mean, unless they make it illegal. <laughs> okay. I guess they can yeah. make it illegal. Oh, uh, you know, well, you know, I, I saw it years ago in Switzerland. You know, I had some friends who lived over there, and they had invested over there, and all of a sudden, you know, the dollar got real strong, and the Swiss National Bank just devalued their own currency by 10%, and my friends lost, you know, 10% of their money, like overnight, done, gone. And so these international banks, which, by the way, the Swiss, Switzerland also has a Rothschild Control Central Bank, has the IMF and the World Economic Forum, are all totally, they're all the same people. It's all the same Kabbalah, Sluciferian, Synagogue, Satan group. And, uh, you know, what's interesting is people are always looking for these outside places to put their money to be safe. And I've got some friends who put their money, you know, in other countries. And the sad part about it is, is that, you know, unless you're having it in gold and silver or, you know, or in some type of precious metal or something that has an intrinsic value, you know, fiat currency ends up always going back to its basically value of what the paper costs. In other words, words, if it costs a penny to print a $1,000 bill, it's worth about a penny. You know, my mom saw this in Germany during the Weimar Republic back in 1916. She was born in 1916, 1915, and the Weimar Republic hit in the early 20s. She, she said there was 45 billion marks to buy one loaf of bread. They used to have to wheel the bread, the, the, the bread, had to wheel the cash in. They were, they were using cash as wood for the stoves because the firewood was worth more money than the cash was, and they would burn, you know, thousands and thousands and millions of dollars worth of marks and the fireplace to stay warm because it was being printed so quickly by the central banks in Germany to hyperinflate the currency to basically try to cover the debt from the Versailles Treaty. It was a disaster. And, of course, it, co it caused Germany, because of all these war reparations of World War I, to become financially insolvent and destroyed the economy and destroyed the upper class, destroyed the middle class, destroyed everybody over Germany unless they had put their money into blue chip stocks and or precious metals, period. That was it. That was the only thing they got saved out of. And, and the, but that was done on purpose to Germany to basically to, to render the German people to a, point, to a point where they'd be willingly accepting someone else who came in who told them to get out of it to basically force you know, Palestine to be given up, to force you know, the formation of Israel, to force I – mean, I'm, I'm going really fast right now. Let me stop. Let me stop for a second. For those of you who just turned in, you wonder what the heck is he talking about? The Kabbalist Luciferian Synagogue of Satan sect orchestrated World War One. They ran the Versailles Treaty. They basically orchestrated the Versailles Treaty, making Germany responsible for all the war debt from World War One. even though Germany did not start the war. It was started by Austria. Germany came to defense of an ally. At the end of the war, which they started, it was basically all set up by the Kabbalah sect to create World War Two, because they knew they needed another war in which they could create the, create the Nazis, and they allowed them to go after the Jews so the Jews would want to leave Germany and Europe and go into Palestine because they wanted to rebuild a third temple. Now, I just gave you a whole mouthful of stuff that you've probably never heard from anybody else, or you may have. But that's one of the primary reasons that World War II was fought, including the destruction of Germany from an industrial standpoint to allow other corporations to come in to basically invest in Germany to own the country and to put a central bank in. Because Hitler had gotten rid of the central bank Rothschild controlled in the 30s and started printing debt-free currency. They could not have that because he proved to Europe that you could run an econ economy that way without having to borrow money from a central bank. So they had to, they had to basically orchestrate the entire world against Germany to destroy it, and they did. They bombed it into rubble. And here's the irony. JP – not JP Morgan, but the, the Standard Oil and basically Rockefeller and Rothschild were so intertwined by the 20s and the 30s that it was difficult to differentiate who was a Rothschild and who was a Rockefeller as far as from Standard Oil was created because they were all intertwined from a corporate standpoint. The Standard Oil facilities in Germany with the refineries that had been built – 
that had been able to take coal and turn it into diesel fuel and all this technology they developed with all the dyes and all the other things they had, none of that was bombed. The Allies were told not to bomb the oil refineries that belonged to Standard Oil. Just thought I'd mention that to you guys because they were Rothschild-owned. So even though Germany and the population, because it was civilian bombing, especially with Dresden, with some people say up to half a million died one night. I don't know what the numbers are. They were all incinerated. No one knows they are. You know, it was all basically a druidic high sacrifice by Churchill, who wanted to basically come in now and offer a blood offering as a druid to Lucifer. And I'm sure Churchill was also a high-level Mason. So was Stalin. Okay, you know they were all they're all high-level Masons. And so the problem that you run into is that when these – and Harry Truman was a high-level mason. Everybody knows that. So all of this stuff happened as it was being orchestrated to bring in a new world government, to bring in a Israel, to take over Palestine, to rebuild the third temple, to create the Antichrist, to have him come out on the temple steps and declare himself God. Now, that's what I said really fast at the beginning, but I kind of slowed it down because some of you have been so kind and – Send me letters and you say, Ted, you got to slow down. <laughs> I hope this is slow enough. I can't go any slower than I am right now. And it's just this is the group that runs the planet. This is why I did Angel Wars. You got to listen. If you haven't heard Angel Wars, March the 1st through the eight episodes, we are still working on getting that done into a single podcast or two podcasts. You guys can send it to your friends. This is the entity, the groups of people, these fallen entities, these fallen angels that require human sacrifice. It's the same ones who run the planet, and we tied it together with the Masonic Lodges yesterday. So that's the group that does this stuff all the time. Now, here's an interesting article from John Whitehead. I like this guy, by the way, from the Rutherford Institute. He goes, conspirators for the Constitution when anti-government speech becomes sedition. Let's be clear about one thing. Seditious conspiracy isn't a real crime to anyone but the U.S. government. To be convicted of seditious conspiracy, the charge levied against Stuart Rhodes, who was sentenced 18 years in prison for being the driving force behind the January 6th Capitol riots. By the way, he was not. It was Trump. One doesn't have, one doesn't have to engage in violence against the government, vandalize government property, or even trespass on property the government has declared off-limits to the general public. To be convicted of seditious conspiracy, one needs only to foment a revolution. This is not about whether Rhodes deserves such a hefty sentence. This is about how the long-term ramifications of empowering the government to wage war on individuals whose political ideas and expressions challenge the government's power, reveal the government's corruption, expose the government's lies, and encourage the citizenry to push back against the government's many injustices. This is about criminalizing political expression and thoughts and words and deeds. This is about how the government has used the events of January 6th in order to justify further power grabs and acquire more authoritarian emergency powers. This was never about a threat to our country. In fact, the history of this nation is populated by individuals whose rhetoric was aimed at fomenting civil unrest and revolution. Indeed, by the government's own definition, America's founders were seditious conspirators based on the heavily charged rhetoric they used to birth the nation, which is true. Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Paine, Marquis de Lafayette, and John Adams would have been charged and hung if the British had won the war. What country can preserve its liberties if their rulers are not warned from time to time that they preserve the spirit of resistance? Let them take arms, declared Jefferson. He also concluded that the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. Paine said, it is the duty of the patriot to protect the country from its government. 
didn't <laughs> Lafayette warned when the government violates the people's rights, insurrection is for the people and for each portion of the people the most sacred of rights and the most indispensable of duties. Adams cautioned a subtle plan to deprive the people of all of the benefits, blessings, and ends of the contract to subvert the fundamentals of the Constitution to deprive them of all share in making and executing laws will justify revolution. That's exactly what they've done. Congress has come in, voted themselves no, – they have no term limits. They can do whatever they want to do, and they have this ruling class over us now. Had America's fathers feared revolutionary wars and ideas, there had been no First Amendment, which protects the right to political expression, even if that expression is anti-government. No matter what one's political persuasion might be, every American has a First Amendment right to protest government programs or policies with which they might disagree, which is exactly what Austin and I did at the school board, school board meeting a couple of years ago about the mask stuff. The right to disagree with and speak out against the government is the quintessential freedom. Every individual has a right to speak truth to power and foment change using every nonviolent means available. Unfortunately, the government is increasingly losing its tolerance for anyone whose political views could be perceived as a critical or anti-government. All of us are in danger. What the government cares about is whether you are thinking or speaking or sharing or consuming as information has potential to challenge and stranglehold on power. Why else would the CFBI – and I also talked about this the other day when he did the solo show, You know, which is the worst agency. Why else would the FBI, the CIA, the NSA – and other government agencies be investing in corporate surveillance technologies that mine constitutionally protected speech on social media platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Why else would the Biden administration be likening those who share false and misleading narratives and conspiracy theories and other forms of disinformation and malinformation to terrorists? Why are Christian white men being considered terrorists, domestic terrorists? Why are we being targeted? Why else would the government be waging war against those who engage in thought crimes? Wow. For years now, the government used all the weapons of its vast arsenal, surveillance, surveillance, threat assessments, fusion centers, pre-crime programs, hate crime laws, militarized police, lockdowns, martial law, etc., to target potential enemies of the state based on their ideologies, behaviors, affiliations, and other characteristics that might be deemed dangerous. For instance, if you believe in exercise your rights under the Constitution – namely your right to speak freely or worship freely or associate with like-minded individuals who share your political views, criticize the government, own a weapon, demand a warrant before your questions are searched, or any other activity viewed as potentially anti-government, racist, bigoted, anarchic, or sovereign, you could be at the very top of the government terrorism watch list. Moreover, as the New York Times editorial warns, you may be an anti-government extremist, domestic terrorist in the eyes of the police, if you are afraid that the government is planning to confiscate your firearms, red flag gun laws, thank you, Donald Trump. If you believe the economy is about to collapse, no, the Federal Reserve, thank you about that. And the government will soon be decided to clear martial law. Yeah, let's talk about the Patriot Act. Or if you display an unusual number of political and or ideologically bumper stickers on your car, or if you own a concealed weapon, or if you have a weapon, or if you've been registered as a weapon owner through, through the database, you're probably a suspect. In other words, if you dare to subscribe to any views that are contrary to the government, you may well be suspected of being a domestic terrorist and treated accordingly. And, and I'm going to post the rest of this. This is a very long article. I'm not going to read the rest of it. But he's absolutely right. You know, years ago, before this January 6th thing happened, I'm, I'm going to remember. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you guys this back of this again. Austin and I were planning on going to January the 6th. I didn't want to go. Austin wanted to go. I said, okay, I'll go with you. We had the flight scheduled. We had the hotel scheduled. Everything was scheduled. And my friend Jeff Rents told me, 
if you and Austin go to this, you won't come back. You'll either be arrested or you'll be dead. So he said, and I said to him, I said, well, I don't know about all that, Jeff. Let me pray about it. Got the same leading from the Holy Spirit. This is not something you guys need to go to. This is being a setup. Everybody's getting set up. And if you listen to that still small voice from the Holy Spirit, if you allow him into your heart and into your mind, if you keep your thoughts and mind clear and you pray on a regular basis, like I pray for you guys all the time, pray for you again today. If you allow yourself to be filled with the Holy Spirit and you realize that sometimes you know that things are not right, if you don't know, don't go. I'm not talking about January 6th. I'm talking about anything now. If something ain't right, don't go. That's the Holy Spirit trying to lead you to make the right decisions. If you're in a relationship that you know is not quite right, if you're in a business relationship that you know that's not quite right, if you're dating somebody and you know it's not quite right, you know, you got to be led by the Holy Spirit. I'm not saying you need to break up with anybody. I'm just saying that you need to have a conversation with this person to make sure that everything that you do is based upon what God wants you to do in your life. That's the key here, that you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. So Austin and I were warned by Jeff Rents, and I'm not saying Jeff's a prophet. I'm saying that Jeff knows a lot about you know the world of the economies and everything else, and he's a good friend. And I listened to him, and I told Austin, I said, I'm getting a check. Something ain't right with January the 6th. I think we're being set up. And Austin said, really? And I said, Austin, I can't go. I said, if you want to go, I'll leave everything intact for you. I said, but I'm not doing this because I think this is going to be a mistake. And Austin said, well, Dad, if you feel that way, we're not going. And so we canceled it. And then we had all of these bots come in, and I know who they were. I can't mention any names, and I can't say anything to you guys about what organization they worked with. They were all basically bots that were coming in and started calling us names and saying all things about us not going and making all these disparaging comments, trying to force us to go, to try to bully us to go, to try to make us you know, inclined to go, regardless of what the Holy Spirit was telling us. And then January the 6th happened. And we had billboards all over the country. If you know anything about the January 6th insurrection, if you know anybody who attended there, contact you know 1-800-blah-blah-blah, hot crime or whatever, and all over the country. And all of a sudden, almost 1,000 people get arrested. The entire core of the Patriot movement got arrested, including Stuart Rhodes now, who's going to do 18 years in prison if they don't kill him first. And my deepest condolences to his family, and I pray for his safety. But that's what you have to do. You have to be led by the Holy Spirit. And also tonight, I didn't go. I mean, we were already censored off of Facebook, not off of Facebook, off of um, YouTube almost seven years ago. I mean, within a year after we started the show, they took us down. We were one of the first platforms to be taken down off, off, off of YouTube because we're telling you the truth. Because we don't just tell you this from a political standpoint. We go down the middle and we criticize the Republicans and the Democrats. That's a no-no, by the way, in talk radio. You don't do that. We go the same distance as far as what the Bible says. We talk about the fallen angels. We talk about what God wants you to do with your life. We tie everything back to a scriptural standpoint of who we are and what we are in Christ Jesus and the blood covenant we have through Christ. I talk about the blood of Jesus, which is a really big no-no. I'll tell you a story. Years ago, I was on with Coast to Coast. I was on there several times, and I had, was, had this like a middle-of-the-night show like on 500 stations. It was right before Easter, last time I was on. And I was talking to the host, and I said, and I talked to the guests, and I said, I want to talk about the blood of Jesus. Oh, yeah, on Coast to Coast. And I was told immediately by the, by, the, by the producer, absolutely not. You cannot talk about the blood of Jesus. And I said, I want to talk about the blood of Jesus. It's Easter Sunday. No, we can't do that. They talk about witches. They talk about warlocks. They talk about space aliens on that show. That show is out there. But I was not allowed to talk about the blood of Jesus, nor was I ever asked to be back on that show again. 
because I was about to tell the world about the blood and what Christ did for all of us and how we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And now this is the day the Lord hath made, and we have a blood covenant with the most high God now through Jesus. I was about to do that on coast to coast. They weren't going to have any of it. They'd rather talk about witches and warlocks and weirdos because that show is Kabbalist controlled, period, as is all media, period. Well, 99% of the media on mainstream is controlled. There may be a couple stations here and there that nobody listens to anymore. I mean, AM radio now is being taken out of cars because nobody listens to that anymore since Rush Limbaugh went off the air since he passed away. I mean, all of this stuff is happening around us as we speak. That's why we do this with the Ted Nostrum Brower Show. That's why I've trained Austin to do what he does. That's why Health Masters is a company that it is because it funds the show. And I thank you guys for your support. It means the world to us because without you guys, we would be here anyhow. Without a listening audience, what's the point of doing a show that nobody listens to, right? And that's why we did Angel Wars because I want to tie it all together. I mean where else have you heard people talk about the whole thing from the ancient Canaanite religions all the way up to the Masonic lodges of the day? We've done entire shows on that, and so I thank you for your support. There's another really good article too that I want to read. It says the fall of the American empire and descent into the new dark ages. Wow. This is, um, this is, this is a quote by Edward Gibbon, the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. It says, the story of its ruin is simple and obvious, and instead of inquiring why the Roman Empire was destroyed, we should rather be surprised that it had subsisted for so long. The victorious legions who in distant wars acquired the vices of strangers and mercenaries, first oppressed the freedom of the republic and afterwards violated the majesty of the people of the purple. The emperors, anxious for their personal safety and public peace, were reduced to a base expedient of corrupting the discipline which rendered them alike formidable to their sovereign and to the enemy. The vigor of the military government was relaxed and finally dissolved by partial institutions of Constantine, and the government in the Roman world was overwhelmed by a deluge of barbarians, rise and fall of the Roman Empire. How many tens of millions of barbarians, we don't call them that, we call them illegal aliens that come across our border every year, or have come across the border, you start to realize that they're doing the exact same thing. They're allowing us to continue to fall and fall and fall. So he goes on to say, after diligent inquiry, I can discern four principal causes of the ruin of the Rome, of which can continue to operate for a period of more than a thousand years. Number one, the injuries of time and nature. Okay. Number two, the hostile attacks of the barbarians. Number three, the use and abuse of materials. And number four, domestic quarrels of the Romans. And what they stopped doing is they stopped raising little Romans. My dad told me that on a long, long time ago. The U.S. policy is on a burning platform of unsustainable policies and practices with fiscal deficits, chronic health care underfunding, immigration and overseas military commitments threatening a crisis if action is not taken soon. You know, all of this stuff is happening right now. There have been a decline in moral values and political civility at home. Examples include the devaluation of life, greater self-centeredness by individuals and increased part part partisanship and ideological divides in Congress. We now have an overextended military around the world. Why the U.S. military is unmatched in its capabilities, I don't believe that. I think Russia's ahead of us. It is under stress and stretched very thin. There's a fiscal irresponsibility by the central government. Our debt ratios are set to increase dramatically when the baby boomers retire. He said that, and I'm going to say this very clearly. 1955, 1950, 1945, we had a huge influx of people being born into the United States all the way up to about 1965. That was the baby boomer generation. They're coming out of the workforce now. They killed a bunch of them with COVID, just a heads up, a bunch of them, because they were going to be on the Social Security system. 
And now also this group is going to no longer be productive, and we're going to have a massive influx of these people retiring and being on the government doles for Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid. All of this stuff is happening right now, along with tens of millions of barbarians, illegal aliens, coming into our country right now who are going to be wanting the same social services. So we have a situation here that we don't really know what to do from an economic standpoint as the Cloward and Piven strategy has taken full hold from the Frankfurt School and the destruction of the United States is extremely close. We are no longer the nation we once were. We understand that. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy that we're in this situation today. You know, and we have all of this skyrocketing debt. And it goes on to say the current Kabuki theater, which also not called before, farce regarding the raising of the debt limit. A perfect example of how spineless the politicians really are and how they blatantly deceive the public with the full support of the regime media in proclaiming spending cuts and fiscal responsibility while the CBO projections show the national debt growing to more than $50 trillion in the next 10 years as most of the spending is on automatic pilot. And this is before the coming recession. Depression provokes the usual political response of fiscal stimulus, which will drive the debt even higher. This is pump and dump from the Federal Reserve. That's all this is, pump and dump. You pump the market, you dump the market. You take more stuff over, you buy more stuff as it gets dumped, you own everything. He was on to say the first point about the decline of moral values and political instability has reached civil war instigating levels of degradation, deviancy, and treasonous political activity. <laughs> Grady Judge just had another child porn bust this week in Polk County where we live, including another Disney employee, though Disney doesn't promote any of that, but it's just another Disney employee. You know, not in this author's wildest dream did he envision of the grooming and trafficking of children, drag queen story hour for toddlers, pushing children to be mutilated and propagandized into believing they are the opposite sex, promoting deviancy, and having this degenerate behavior jammed down our throats by the government, corporations, and the media. The Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan is doing all of this stuff because they believe that their god is an hermaphrodite, and the closest expression that we can ever have to their god is to be a transgender. Why won't anybody else say that but me? This is – I'm going to say a bad word. That just pisses me off that nobody else will say this, that nobody else will talk about this, why nobody else wants to talk about that in particular and what they believe. And then you have some TV evangelist that I mentioned by name wanting to say that our God is an hermaphrodite. Let me tell you something, you blithering idiots. Here's the deal. God is not both male and female. Jesus Christ was not both male and female. The Bible says that God Almighty and Jesus Christ were the exact representation of one another in the book of Hebrews. That means Jesus Christ was a man. Ladies, feminists, whatever you who are, whoever you are, just deal with that one. Guys, if you don't want to believe that, deal with that one. That's what the word of God says. I believe it. It says it. Adam was not a female. Adam had to have Eve made. He was not a woman. And so it frustrates me. And Adam was, again, a representation of God. Jesus, as Jesus was the second Adam. All of this stuff is being twisted and converted by our society because of the Kabbalist rhetoric that's been pushed into our civilization by the lies, destroying our culture, promoting abnormality and sloth and tearing the fabric of our society to shreds, encouraging lawlessness, looting and murder, and persecuting normal white Americans whose dissent is actively promoted and funded by George Soros, Gates, and the rest of Davos, the World Economic Forum Global Psychopaths controlled by the Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue sect of Satan. I will add again. The devaluation of our lives was ever more, never more evident during the COVID pandemic, where the annual flu was weaponized, and it was more than the annual flu. I disagree with that. To lock down the world, create havoc and chaos, 
institute totalitarian measures to abscound with our liberties and freedoms, destroy the lives of vaxxed dissenters, and ultimately destroy the lives of millions who obeyed and were ejected with a bioweapon. Period. That's what they did. To put a Roman Empire, to put a Roman Empire slant on it, what has been wrought by Clinton, Obama, Comey, Ray, Brennan, Clapper, Pelosi, and I'm adding Trump to that, by the way, the founder of Operation Warp Speed, and their gaggle of treasonous co-conspirators since 2016 has marked our current day crossing of the Rubicon. That's when the Roman ships crossed the Rubicon River and went north to fight the barbarians, and they burned their ships, and they said they cannot retreat. They will all die if they don't win. Politics has always been a dirty game, but the machinations to bring down a duly elected sitting president, which continued this day under the direction of Biden's handlers, is reminiscent of the plots, coups, and murderers of the Roman Empire descended into corruption and madness and deviant behavior. All of this stuff. Now, he starts to promote Donald Trump here, which I'm not going to do. But the reality is, is this. This group of people that run this planet through the international banking cartels who fund everything, the nexus of the spider web, the synagogue of Satan, the progeny of the fallen angels, that's the enemy, period. That's who they are, and we got to understand that. We have to understand all of this stuff because the Bible calls it out, and that's why when this stuff happens, we've got to draw it back to those levels of those people who run the central banks, and if people aren't going to do that, and talk about – the Bible talks about it in the book of Revelation twice. Those who claim to be Jews, but they are not. They are of the synagogue of Satan. They're not Jewish. They are Luciferians. They are synagogue of Satan, and they run the planet. And they have done so because their father, the devil, requires human sacrifice from them to feed themselves on the other side of the veil because the energy flow from God Almighty was cut off to them when they rebelled. Just thought I'd mention all that since so we covered that in Angel Wars. This is the group that runs the world, and we got to see it. That's why you and me – we have to stand firm in the word of God and realize that this is the day the Lord hath made. Why would you not rejoice in it? You are in a blood covenant with the most high God, the creator of the universe, and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, period. That's who you are. You were bought at a price. You were bought at a price on Calvary by the spilling of the blood of an omnipresent being, which completely blew Satan out of the water. He had no idea that was going to happen. And that's why I said he said, and the, the Bible says, had the God of this age known what he was doing, he never would have crucified the Son of Glory. You have the same power that raised Jesus from inside of you right now, and we've got to understand that, who we are in Christ. Always remember that. So it doesn't matter what the Roman Empire did. It doesn't matter what the United States Empire does. You will be with God for eternity, for all of eternity, period, if you're a Christian and you're saved by the blood of the Lamb. Always remember that. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Well, it was an excellent segment. You're spot on. This is why those groups are so blatantly going after the young children now, because that is their final goal, is to make everything and everyone thoughts evil all the time, just like it was back in Genesis 6. This is the, what they're trying to go to now. This is why they've gotten so blatant. They've gotten so direct and emboldened in everybody's face now with their perversion and directly going after four, five, six-year-olds and pretending like it's totally normal, like there's nothing to look at here. Don't worry about it. While we pervert your children at five years of age, don't worry about it. It's totally cool. If you don't like it, well, you're a racist bigot. You, you've got to accept this now. This is what these groups do, and they continually gaslight everybody. This is why they do not want anybody talking about Christ. Isn't it funny? Isn't it ironic? I mean, it's from a sarcastic standpoint that you're not allowed to talk about the Bible, the Ten Commandments, Jesus, any aspect of Christianity at all in public schools anymore. Can't have prayer, but yet it's okay 
for teachers to talk about their personal perverted private lifestyle and what they're directly involved in behind closed doors and perverted behavior to five-year-olds, that's, that's totally fine. You can't talk about the Bible. You can't talk about religion at all. But you know, you, you could talk about your perverted ideology and all the weird stuff you do. That's, that's totally normal now. That's not normal. That's not okay. That's not something under any circumstances that's acceptable whatsoever. Yet this is why they're trying to normalize it. They want they always do this in little steps, little steps, little steps. It's rarely one giant event. Because when they do those giant events, like 9-11, they're and they're very difficult to keep covered up. That's the thing about it. But if they could slowly integrate and infiltrate and bring in this indoctrination generation after generation after generation after generation becomes very easy because then once the population is so dumbed down and so perverted, they don't question anything anymore. They don't even care anymore. This is one of the reasons why they're continually bringing in these barbarian hordes from all over the world now to the southern border. This is why we're having the biggest illegal immigration we've ever witnessed in recorded history now. And they're giving them phones. I talked to you guys about it before. I mean, they're literally giving these individuals phones and processing them through as fast as they can. Texas is actually suing the Biden administration. Now, this is probably going to do much anyways now. The Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton initiated a lawsuit. Ironically, isn't it interesting that he initiated this lawsuit and now they're going after this impeachment thing with him? Because they blatantly said that Biden administration unlawfully authorized migrants to enter the United States using a mobile app. They argued the app promoted directly encouraged illegal immigration. Following the expiration of Title 42 earlier this month, the administration introduced a new rule mandating asylum seekers to seek protection in a safe country before entering the United States. And what they did was the government sponsored a mobile app that's downloaded, allowing migrants to bypass the new required established the new requirement established by Department of Homeland Security. The mobile app, known as Customs and Border Protection One, entices foreign nationals living pretty much anywhere in the entire world to schedule an appointment with agents at the border and being released in the United States. Foreign nationals submit their application for an appointment through the CBP One app up to 14 days in advance and then show up at any of the eight ports of entry in Arizona, Texas, and California for their appointment and are immediately granted approval to come to the United States as long as they take the new phone that they're issued so they can be tracked, allegedly. Now, doesn't it seem odd to you that we're going in and we're giving free phones to these individuals to track them? Kind of like we want to make sure that they have the ability to communicate, they have the ability to organize. I just saw an article on Breitbart, as disturbing as it is, five MS-13 gang members have now been arrested in Texas for killing a 15-year-old boy. 15-year-old boy. They found his remains last month. They won't even go into detail. Five MS-13 gang members, all of them staunch MS-13 gang members. Oh, oh, nothing to see here. These guys just, you know, they, they just kind of slipped in the cracks. I don't think it's that simple, guys. I think we're personally watching this entirely orchestrated situation to bring in millions and millions of individuals, some of which may be seeking asylum. I'm not saying that. Some of them may need help. Some of them may be having problems in their home as far as home country and are trying to get help. 
But I think a large percentage of this is they're bringing in the barbarian horde like in Rome, and they're going to make sure these guys are well organized at whatever time. This is why I've encouraged you repeatedly, make sure you have a group that you know how to operate with. If you're a grown adult and you're protecting your family, your county, your city, your state, whatever that may be, at least have a few guys you know how to operate with, and you trust them, and you know that they have your back and you have their back because there's going to be a point in time where there's going to be individuals that start coming into these communities like these five MS-13 gang members. These guys have no mercy. These guys are pure satanic sociopaths. You can look back at the history of MS-13 gang. It is steeped in Satanism. Killing people is not anything abnormal to these guys. Like the one thing that happened was in Arizona a couple weeks ago. I talked to you guys about Guys, Uber Eats delivery guy. Uber Eats delivery guy. Shows up at his last stop, texts his wife, hey, I'm at my last stop. I'm coming home soon. Kiss daughter goodnight. I'll be home shortly. Goes to deliver food to this guy. Oh, gets drugged in the house. Gets butchered. Cuts up in pieces. The guy throws him in a trash bag. Throws him out in a trash can the next day. Cops end up finding him. MS-13 gang member. Said he was irritated. So he literally dismembered this Uber Eats driver when he came to deliver his food because he was in a bad mood. Guys, that is pure Satanism. People that are that dark are coming into this country, intentionally being brought into this country. So it is imperative you stay frosty, you stay well-trained, and you stay alert, especially on public, because these situations, as much as I don't want to say it, they're going to start occurring more and more often when you start dealing with individuals that are truly dark and satanic. So just be aware of it and understand it, what's going on. Also, too, in other news, this is something that's interesting. I saw earlier that – just be aware of this. Windows 11 now is incorporating a mandatory AI system in its computing activities and Microsoft Windows 11 operating system. According to Microsoft, the inclusion of the AI is intended to enhance the usability and speed of Windows 11. However, concerns have been raised by experts who fear privacy evasions resulting from AI integration within Windows 11. You think? The extent to which Windows Copilots, what the name of it is, Windows Copilot, will be integrated into various aspects of Windows 11 remains unclear at the time. But since it's Microsoft and Bill Gates was behind that whole ordeal, uh, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't give it too much lead. Uh, the newly integrated AI will have the capability to analyze all the content on your computer using its artificial intelligence engine. The introduction of the feature calls Windows Copilot, which utilizes AI, the cloud-based system, to be able to essentially help you with all levels of productivity. Now, there's two issues with this. A, obviously, the privacy aspect and this thing going and analyzing and monitoring everything you do and then reporting it back to Windows and Microsoft. Granted, they already do a lot of that stuff. We already know the, uh, the monitoring and surveillance. The next step this is going to be causing a problem with now is things are going to become more efficient, so to speak, with AI. Papers, articles, research studies, schooling – but at the at compromising what degree of learning now? You got a teenager, he's 18, 19 years old, he's a freshman in college, and now he's downloading Windows 11 on his computer, and essentially his English papers, his scientific research papers, his studying, every aspect of what he is going to do now is basically going to be computed through AI systems on the computer. People are going to continually become dumber and dumber because of this. Facts, what's going to happen? And that's what they're doing now 
with these banker boys is they're slowly rolling out the process of people actually having to have critical thinking, of actually having to go through complex reasoning and tasks and jobs. They're rolling that out because they want to get the population as dumbed down as possible so they're easier to control and manipulate. I mean, look at – you know, you got McDonald's now who's now rolled out their first completely uh, personless uh, fast food. There's not a single person there. It's all automated, all robots. The robots cook the food. The robots pack the food. The robots do everything. Now, I guess there's probably a person inside that has to maintain the robots. I guess that. Or have the robots maintaining the robots. I don't know how that works. We get determined having AI and Skynet technology where they're awake. I don't know. But this is what's happening now. They're slowly rolling all this stuff out to decrease the amount of humanity that needs to be involved in everything. And that's a problem. It's a serious problem, and this is what they're pushing, and this is why it is so important. Continue to stay educated, read, do research, use critical thinking, teach your children to think. Gosh, that's such a foreign task now, I feel like. You talk to some people with these iPads now and these iPhones everywhere I go with these kids. I see them everywhere. These kids aren't even enjoying the world anymore. They're so sucked up in these screens this is going to have some serious ramifications in the future, and I don't think people fully understand it. So I told you guys last week about one of the issues they're finding now with massive increase in obesity in young children, and they're tying it back into using iPhones and iPads while they eat because these parents now from an early age can't get their children to eat because there's no discipline at all. They're not training their children to be disciplined whatsoever. So they can't put a YouTube you know, video in front of them. So then the children just sit there and open their mouth mindlessly and chew their food and swallow it and just eat continually to the point where they don't even know why they're eating. And then that, that behavior pattern continues to be trained in them. So then as they get older, they have to constantly be entertained while they eat. Then they constantly eat just to eat, not because they're hungry, not because they need certain nutrients, just because they're eating to increase their dopamine while they're getting more dopamine watching YouTube or why they're sitting there on social media. I told you guys about the story years ago. I was on vacation with Lana, and we had Hunter. He was like a year and a half old. Lana was pregnant with Kendall at the time, and we went down to breakfast at this hotel, and Hunter, you know, he's a year and a half. He's super alert. He's looking around. We're getting him some uh, whole eggs. Got him some over easy eggs. He was eating them. Then, you know, I chop them up for him. And he's sitting there eating, and we're talking and hanging out and laughing with him. And this family comes in, and they have this boy about Hunter's age, probably two, maybe a little bit older, two and a half. And the mom is – I look over, and the mom's sitting there holding an iPad in front of him, holding the iPad in front of him, holding it for him. While the dad takes spoonfuls of food and feeds it to him, and the child slightly turns his head and opens his mouth to be fed and then turns his head back to focus back on the YouTube. I mean I couldn't even comprehend the level of pathetic nature that these parents were displaying as parents. While the mom is holding a YouTube video in her hand with an iPad and the dad's trying to feed him food. That's embarrassing. That's em- I would not even want to be seen in public behaving like that. And yet, ironically enough, Hunter's looking around the whole time, looking at everything, laughing. And then it's funny, across the room, there was a dad that came in with a little girl. She's probably two or three years old. All of a sudden, Hunter's head snaps. Whack. He's looking at her. She's looking at him. They're making eye contact for like two or three minutes. And she's over there. She's eating her food like a normal child. And they're back and forth. He's smiling at her. She's smiling at him. And they're having 
this, you know, basically nonverbal dialogue with one another at two years old. And I thought, that's how it's done. That's what children are supposed to do. They're supposed to learn. They're, they're supposed to adapt and learn new things. This, what we're doing right now, this ain't it, guys. <laughs> this whole iPad generation now is going to result in some very severe side effects for a lot of parents in the future. So I encourage you, please continue to raise little Americans. Continue to raise them right. Continue to educate them properly. They don't teach school education as far as they don't teach history. They don't teach in school anymore. It's all indoctrination. I mean, you ask any child, any child, uh, what what was the Civil War about? Immediately, 99% of the population goes, slavery, first response. That's it. That's the only thing they will say. No idea or understanding of anything else about that war whatsoever. That's called pure indoctrination. Slavery was an enormous issue back then. It was a huge topic. It was not the reason the Civil War was started at all. They don't even discuss Sherman's march to the sea, kind of swath from Atlanta all the way down to Savannah, burning plantations, raping every woman they found, taking the railroad ties and heating them up and bending them across trees, calling Sherman's bow ties so they couldn't get the railway cars down there to get any type of products transported out or anything in. And they literally starved the South. There wasn't even in the middle of a conflict anymore. There weren't any fighting age males left anywhere. That's the end of the Civil War. Oh, no, we don't talk about that. We don't, we don't talk about what our own government did to our own brothers and sisters back then. We don't talk about any of that because why? It doesn't go along with the narrative that they want to continue to tell everybody to keep that was constant Lincoln. race wars, race conflicts. Yes, and that, that, was, that was Lincoln. And yet this is why they continue to push the race narrative. They want to have people fighting over race. They want to constantly have people divided. If you can divide and conquer continually among groups, you put them into little subgroups, and those little subgroups continue to bicker. Instead of looking at it and saying, listen, I may disagree with you on this. You may disagree with me on that, but you've got a bigger war to fight. We've got a bigger battle to fight. Let's come together and what we, what we believe in, and let's continue to push forward and identify the real culprits that are going on right now. I mean, I saw a video last night. Of the bumbling buffoon falling down again at the tenth time he's fallen down on, on national television. That's what we've seen, and yet people are still talking about like, "Oh, Biden's doing this and Biden's doing that." Biden's not doing anything. Only thing he's trying to do is find what person has his ice cream cone, and he's doing a poor job at that. Now he can't even stand up. This is what they've done. Now they're making a mockery of the United States of what it once was and so great. And again. This is why it is so important to protect the children, to teach them right, and keep raising little Americans. What do you think, Dan? Uh, I think this is a really good show today. <laughs> That's a good segment, Austin. You know, Austin's right. You know, I've seen it myself when you go to restaurants and the kids are all wrapped up on iPads. Now, let me, let me say something real quick. You know, we, we, a lot of you are parents who are listening. <laughs> a lot of you are wannabe parents. You're going to be parents. And I'm going to say this to you real quick. You know, children don't come with an owner's manual, period. You don't really know how to raise them when you first start raising them. You don't know how to even feed them properly because you've read a lot of books. And you don't know what to do as far as, you know, keeping them, you know, on a good mental acuity state. You don't understand any of that stuff, right? But, you know, when the people who basically developed the Internet, developed Apple, developed the iPad, developed all these social media platforms, 
tell you that they're that they're not going to allow their own children to use them. You need to listen. It's one of those deals. They're they're warning you in advance, which is part of that white or lesser magic they they do. That if you do this and you agree to it, that you're going to deal with the ramifications. You know, I look back, you know, on on, on our kids when we raised them, all four of them. You know, we we basically. You had Austin, and a few years later, we had three more. And, and I learned over the years that as a parent, you continue to grow and develop and learn as you go. But every once in a while, you get a wrench thrown into it, and you don't know what to do. And again, that's when you have to be led by the Holy Spirit, which we talked about at the beginning of the show. And sometimes you get it right. Sometimes you get it wrong. Parents aren't perfect. Neither are kids. And that's what being an adult is and being a parent is and being a child is. It's a continual learning exercise for both sets of people as far as the kids and the parents to try to get the kid to a point where they can get to concrete, rational thought and start making good decisions, period. That's all it is. And I used to say, well, I'm a pretty good dad. Well, then my kids hit teenage years, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's that just changed. I have no idea what I'm doing. I was pretty good for the first 10 years. I really was. But after that, when the kids start getting freedom of will and they start making choices that you know you don't want them to make that you know are going to be bad for them, sometimes you kind of have to let them do what they're going to do and try to stand your ground and be stable and be consistent because otherwise they're going to be tossed to and fro by every wind of teaching. And that happens a lot. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Keep your kids in church. Do Bible studies with your children. Pray with your children and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. I love you guys. I appreciate you so very, very, very much. And I thank you for your continual prayers for me and my family. You guys are amazing. Also, what do you think, buddy? And what's your next story? Yes, absolutely. Also, too, this is another story that I found to be very interesting now. As we already knew this, but we're finding out more and more now how much the prostitute media is continually funded by the very things they promote. Obviously, we've seen that now where Pfizer makes up, you know, or pharmaceutical companies, I should say, make up roughly 70% of the ad revenue generated by these mainstream media sites. Another article has now come out from the Federalist discussing how the AP, the Associated Press, which you already know they're hard left, has been getting enormous amounts of money, up to $8 million in grant money, I say that <laughs> loosely, to be paid by climate industries to peddle such as the climate warming and climate change and global warming. $8 million they've gotten now from Climate Journalism Initi- Initiative Fund, which employs 20 brand new reporters to the AP, whose sole job is to transform how the AP covers the climate story, like putting terms out like, Biden's hard hat environmentalism and all these other stupid catchphrases. And I've told you guys before, this is another very, very specific part of psychological warfare is you bring out phrases and every single mainstream media outlet has to repeat them repeatedly, 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 repeatedly. This goes back to MK Ultra ideas and the, the basis of it. You continually bring those in like 14 days to flatten the curve, do your part, slow the spread. Everybody heard it. It's in everybody's minds now because we heard it literally hundreds of times. That's what they're doing now. Climate change, global warming, climate disaster, climate change, climate change. And they say it over and over and over and over and over again. Newsflash to anybody who's done any type of research, the climate is always changing. We have things called seasons. We have things called weather. We have things called storms. We have things called hurricanes and tornadoes. We have all types of different changing things on a regular basis. What they have done now is through their weather warfare manipulation and increasing certain things, 
They have now been able to use the excuse of climate change as another way to enslave more people, to increase taxes, and control the general population. It is a 100% theater farce what they're pushing as far as with climate change. Do your own research. If anything is changing that isn't supposed to be, it's the weather warfare manipulation. Just look up in the sky at some point in time in the afternoon and watch the crisscross tic-tac-toe trails emitted by planes that are putting out this massive amounts of chemtrail spray. I've had so many people go, oh, Austin, what are you talking about with that? Do your own research. Company in Europe, $100,000 can guarantee you have no rain on your wedding day through weather manipulation. I appreciate you, my friends. Continue to get the truth out there. Continue to forward this show, at least forward the articles. Continue to help this show grow and get to more people, to wake more people up, and continue to get people talking about the truth on a regular basis. Healthmasters.com, if you need anything, thank you for your support as it keeps this show running. Ultimate Multiple product of the week, probably one of the best products we have on the website as a staple. Check it out. Have a blessed, safe, awesome weekend. You guys enjoy yourselves. Stay strong. Stay healthy. We'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.